Hello and welcome to the Knock On KCLR and Scoreline.ie's weekly rugby podcast. Joined by Tom Crowley from Carlo, Johnny Tobin from Tullow and James Blanchfield from Kilkenny Rugby Clubs. Lads, how's it going? Getting busy, isn't it? Getting there. Getting busy, getting down to business. Yeah, lots of stuff uh, starting to happen. Uh, we're going to talk about a number of different things over the course of the show. The All Blacks in Australia, which happened earlier on today, which is a weird time, I suppose, but there's a lot of AFL finals and that going on uh, in Australia and around, so they were uh, trying to get around that. Sean O'Brien's application to play junior rugby tonight. We'll talk about that, talk about any local games coming up this weekend. But we'll start with the weekend gone. Um, Tom Crady was a happy man on Saturday. Got the lovely weather in Oak Park, beat Kilkenny, and then it lashed out with on Sunday. Thank God the game wasn't on Sunday, Tom. Absolutely, it was. Uh, I'm going to head off there now for this bit, Tom. I leave it off. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> <What's that mute? laughs> no, I wouldn't blame you. No, we started the um, first game up. It's the second game. Um, Kilkenny came uh, came out of the blocks and. Uh, I think uh, our lads were kind of caught in the head, caught in the headlights for for a wee little while. Um, I think we got in two or three scores before we knew what what had happened. Um, the seconds played well for a period of time. Um, superb performances from Mick Shear and Young Prop. Um, it's great to see him coming through. Really, really good ball handling. Um, Dave Keppel left as uh, led as captain. Really had another strong game. Um, Jack Hickey then. Was normally a flanker went into the centre and uh, Jack. I don't think anybody passes Jack. He has to be the most phenomenal tackler I've ever come across. He's one of these old old fashioned tacklers. The tacklers at the ankles. Um, he had a superb game. Things were going well until the injury started happening. As I said before, we on um, last week I think we had a, a bench full of forwards, so we were just backs or shortage of backs at the moment with with injuries. So. Um, we were doing quite well and then another couple of niggly injuries went off and then the heads went down again. Kilkenny came back and in fairness there. It's a good side. Played yeah. nice rugby. Played very nice rugby. Can't I mean there was a cracking game for for uh, you know for periods for periods of it. Um but Kilkenny's just strength at the end, you know, even from the bench coming on just was too much to handle. I have to say um Carmel Kelly, Carmel Kelly had a was having a cracking game on the wing. He Carmel hasn't played rugby since he was fourteen. He uh, played against Wexford, had a great game against Wexford, and uh, was start starting to really, really shine. You know, for somebody who's never hasn't played and has hasn't played since the joy, since the young fella, and uh, but he got um, a bad knock um, to his neck at the end of the game. But thank God he's all right. Um, I kind of put a, a, a dampener on the end of the game. So, uh, but he's back and he's 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 sore, but he's in in, in good nick. So, hopefully, we will see him back on the pitch again. Uh, the first senior game, uh, but we weren't expecting it. And I said I don't know whether I had it was I was very nervous coming into the game. To be honest, I thought um, I thought like Kenny coming up again with like you can't just say injuries. Kenny had players missing as well, but. It's when you kind of see your panel and when you're missing your wingers and and, and someone and your backline, and um, so how close it was with the team that was there last year, um. So kind of going in without some of those players, we were very nervous. Um, we had young Josh Cope back in. Josh played at nine uh, down against Dennis Garthy. You know his first senior game playing nine. He only took. He only kind of. Slotted in at nine when he under 18s, but like I have to say, Josh had a great game, a really, really good game on on uh, Saturday. Um, you know, so like we're missing our, we're missing our two two starting scrum halves, and Josh did a really, really good job. So we just started off with the intensity, everything just went well for us. It mm-hmm. wasn't the most, it wasn't like we didn't play, um, we just kind of played rugby. It was the structure was this kind of on and on and off sometimes was there sometimes wasn't there but there was just a determination and, and i think when they felt they just suddenly got a feeling that you know that this is this could be their day and they were going to have a chance and i think everyone just got stuck in the pack had an outstanding game their scrummage was just unreal i have to say the front the front row of of evan gordon ross Byrne, and owen Edgell were just just superb and oh evan's darts in the line out and we normally be giving out like 
you know, we that summer we've kind of had issues all along, you know, with with the, with, with throwing the ball in there. But we were getting the ball to six and off the top at six and just really, really, really good play. Um, I got, there's so many players that played. Just or uh, Ross Elms had a cracking game of eight. You know, just, he just carried back. well, really, really carried well with a hunger and determination. You know, just to make ground off eight. Um, uh, young Alan Owens, if we actually look, which isn't exactly what you want to see, but Alan Owens at ten was actually did did an awful lot of the cheering out in the rooks. You know, at times. So, as I say, it wasn't exactly the best performance tactically wise or structure wise, but it was just a really gutsy, gutsy. It was. It, I have to say, if that performance. If you took that performance and put it into a couple of the games that we played last year, we would have been in a totally different position at the end of the season. I reckon we would have been. If we didn't last that sheer gutsy, throw the throw their body on the line, not only in in defence but in attack, just to act. You know, everybody that carried the ball took the took the ball, made ground. Um, our penalty count was actually down on, on, on last, even though I think we gave away 12 penalties in total over the whole game. It was still down on last season, so that is a, a definite plus. Look, I'd be very, very happy. Um, there's a couple of lads there really putting their hands up um, for later in the season when, when the when the league starts, you know, for positions. Um, I thought we have... Um, there's plenty of potential. Again, we've lost the only problem coming out of this game is we've lost our out half coming into uh, the Mullingar game. Um, it looks like Gonzi may, may not be back. May not be back for that game because uh, he's out for twenty one days with uh, just with the concussion protocol. Um, we'll be still missing our wingers. So I think uh, my own young fella Dan is going to play this weekend against New Ross. We have Neuras away, which is not going to be an easy task. So we're kind of uh, giving a, there's a couple of guys to try to come back from injury. Um, that, as I say, Daniel is going to play. I think he'll end up playing ten against Neuras because um, uh, we don't actually have another ten. So hopefully, uh, look, things are good. Other than, other than uh, not, you can't help a harp on about injuries. That's life. I mean, look, rugby, it's, it's contact sport. Or you lose players, just Absolutely. I'm just shocked that we have that many <laughs> this year. It sounded like James last season. I really <laughs> actually started to feel how you, you know, but oh, yeah, yeah. god, it's, it's, really, look, it's really early in the season, so let's just hope this like none of the like some lads are coming back from injuries last season, like um, Dave McDermott is coming back with his uh, with his knee, but or his ankle, sorry, his. his Ligaments in his ankle went at the end of the Kenny game, the town scored. Right. He's making really, really good recovery. So hopefully we'll have him back before Christmas. So look, it's it's a positive, a positive result. We need, as I was saying to James earlier, like we needed, we needed that win because it's your first home game. You're trying to get a crowd behind you again and try and keep the momentum that you had last season. If you go down, you know, if you go down in your first home game, it's uh you know, you're putting yourself on the on the back foot and straight away people are kind of going, Oh, you know, he lost Kilkenny again and you know, so it was nice to get the win and look the lads had a few points after we all had a few points afterwards and it was really it was a good day out. So, Not Kilkenny's day this time, but, look, no, but it was great. How was it from your side, James? Well look, from our side I think I go back to the seconds match first because Tom touched on a few important points on it. Like I mean our seconds team the lads went up with a little bit of a chip on their shoulder after Carlo knocked them out, I think, was the plate last year. And that was a little bit of a motivation for them. So it was probably the opposite in the first game, you know. And it was mentioned at the seconds of training last Thursday night, you know, that they wanted to get a cut off Carlo because of that. We need to remember that that Carlo seconds team went pretty much unbeaten the whole of last season as well. So there was a lot of motivation there for us. But from our side, it was a very young team and it's a seconds team of players that have come the whole way through the club. You know, one or two lads have come to live in Kilkenny. Uh, Dave Moore, out half, was put in there. But predominantly, it's it's an out-and-out Kilkenny team. So one of the important things for us was, I think there was 22 or 23 seconds players togged out. Um, independent of the first, you know, Lee McGuee and Ty Butler uh, came off to go over to the first. But apart from that, it was, it was kind of a, a bootstrap seconds team where they were a, a standalone squad, uh, which was great to see. 
one of the real keys of it is Liam McQuee at number eight from us, who played kind of with you, Tom, I'd say years ago when it was the joined up Kenny Carlo under 18 team. Yeah. Um, Liam has just come on in leaps and bounds over the last two years. He's He's been knocking around the seconds team a long time. He's captain now at the moment, but he's taken responsibility. He's taken ownership and doing a very good job of that on the pitch. So he deserves, Liam deserves a pat on the back for that. I know it's early in the season, but he is that kind of talisman for the seconds now that he brings that hardness and that bit of aggression. Another chap that's worth mentioning is young James Kenny, who was in the back row at number seven. James is straight out of under-18s. He got under-18 player of the year last year. Um, and he, he stood out in that game, a young fellow of 17 or 18, where a young fellow of 17 or 18 probably shouldn't. But he did a he, he did an absolute brilliant job there at number seven. So from a seconds perspective for us, we're absolutely delighted. Um, the lads were thrilled to come away with a good win. I think it was 19 points to 32. Let Carlo back into the game at the end of the first half, nearly in the second half. But we got back into it and we're thrilled. Um, but the second, the, the, the first match, in many ways, um, Carlo dominated the game. We were on our WhatsApp group chatting between the four of us, but Carlo absolutely dominated the game for the first for the first for the first 25, 30 minutes. I think we were outside our own half once. Um I'd like to say that we were comfortable in defence for a lot of it. That we were defend we, we did defend quite well. Joe Manuel and Podge did a very good job at defence and the D line was up. But during that opening opening phase of the game, we were conceding way too many penalties, like way, way, way too many penalties. I was surprised it actually took the referee so long to give us a yellow card, um, which was probably midway through the second half, I think Tom was, when he gave yeah. the penalty try. I was, expecting a, I was expecting a yellow card much, much earlier. Um, actually, he did give us a yellow card, didn't he, earlier in the Yeah, he did. It was, but it was, he did. we just look, looking at the video, that after, it was, yeah. a, lot, a lot of it was around the break. A lot of it was on yeah. the breakdown. You know, and you know so he, he it's the same referee that did the cup match. The if you remember Kilkenny as well last year, Niall, I think Niall Began yeah. is his name, is it? And he, yeah, and we have our number seven, Shane O'Reardon. He seems to target him every time. He has a red scrum cap and he's always looking to go in on the ball. And he pinged Shane a couple of times now, probably rightfully, wrongfully, I don't know, but two or three times Shane did get on the ball and he did rightfully win his penalties, you know. But discipline for us was an issue. The defence was great, but when we had the ball in attack, I think we were buying a little bit into our own importance and our own hype. We were trying to do silly things. We were trying to we were trying to do cross-field kicks. We were trying to hit the edges and hit the wings and do all the fancy stuff before we did the hard stuff. And in fairness to Carlo, with the physicality that you were bringing in attack, you were bringing that physicality in defence, and we were being lethargic and laboured on our own breakdowns then. And I think Wayne Shirley probably rucked us off our own ball maybe three or four times in the first half with a counter ruck. Like that's passive from our guys. And our guys will need to to learn that that you can't be passive at breakdown. You might think you have your ball won. The opposition might call ice or non-compete, but you're still going to have a seasoned guy like Wayne Shirley who's going to come in and say, F this, and he's going to hit the ruck and turn it over and win the ball on the other side. That's not good enough for, for a 1A or a 1B team to be comfortable, have the ball comfortably won, but yet allow one player counter-ruck us and, and turn turn it over. I said it from five minutes into the game. I turned to somebody and said, we're being far too passive here. We need to actually up the ante, and we didn't. Um, our, scrum, our scrum at parts of the game held their own. At parts of the game, they didn't, particularly in the second half. I think we conceded two or three scrum penalties as well, um, albeit... You know, at that stage of the game, he had fresh props on. We then brought on Brian Howe. We brought on Dave O'Connor as well. And that's, and Jack Walsh. And in a way, that kind of seemed to turn the game in our favour. Dave O'Connor or Doc started to take the ball into contact a little bit harder and lead by example. Um, albeit the first ball he took in, he got absolutely smashed. And I think he got held up. Uh, Jack <laughs> Walsh right. did well. Brian Howe did well. You know, so I think, you know, we had an, an opportunity at the very end to win it. Um, again, it was a five-meter line-out off a penalty. I think we we were lethargic going up to the line-out. I think the lads were having a laugh and joke. If we'd have taken it down and, ro- and, and won the line-out, it was potential that we could have drove over and gotten gotten a draw out of the game. But is what happened was the lads weren't switched on. They went up and threw a crooked line-out. Carlo won the ball, kicked it out, game over. Um, 
I think it would have been wrong if we won it. I think it would have been wrong. It wouldn't have been a reflection of the game if we won it in the end. You know, Carlo deserved their win. They were good value for their win. They outbattled us. They outfought us. They were harder than us. They just wanted it more. Um, and as Tom said, Carlo brought a very simple but effective and aggressive game plan that we kind of struggle to deal with. And if we want to do well in the, in our league, we need to be a little bit harder, a little bit cuter, and bring that bring that gutsiness to Tom spoke about. Because if we're passive as we were last weekend, we're going to find our tails between our legs a lot during this season. Uh, I'm not going to say it was a good thing that we lost. We never liked losing. Nobody ever likes losing. But I think it might give the lads the boot up the hole that they might need. There we are now. Yeah, I think I think we like we ran out of steam on the, the last coming into the last twenty minutes of that game. Uh, like poor Richie was out. Richie, Richie was out on his. Had a go at him actually. His was absolute. I mean, I've never seen the man absolutely shattered. He I played mean, well though. He did. He was he absolutely really well. knackered, and you could see the difference in the bench. But like you've seen it yourself, like you you won't get that same break in the last. 20 minutes in in a 1A game you know against yeah. a better side against a stronger no. against no. a stronger side you know but like we gave it the full holly there was nothing held back um, we did um, I have to say Paddy Rogers young fella he only came Paddy came straight in from the 18s last year um, to, that was his second actually senior game he came in at Loosehead Prop and uh, had a phenomenal game just so like it's great to see young kids coming through yeah, that's it. Actually, two lads I need to mention actually are Ned Devlin and Alex Lawler, who were probably in for their first crack at, at proper start against kind of similar opposition in 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 with our firsts. Ned is Noel Devlin's young fella, and Alex Lawler was on the wing. So look at good to see the two boys getting in. But uh, I had a bit of a slag off Richie White, his grandmother there at ninety four years of age, and Richie was lying down on the ground pretending he was injured. And I let her roar in at him. His granny is a bit blind. And I said, even your granny over the other side of the pitch knows you're lying down there. There's nothing wrong with you. They don't bother the ground. Good stuff. Great old uh, early season hit out, lads. Um, ah, yeah. Savage look at, I mean, game. We That's are, good stuff. We, we're out against Ashbourne now this weekend in the Leinster League, in the first round of the Leinster League. So there's excitement building about that. One or two injuries, one or two players not available. But if that was this stage last year, we'd be in dire straits trying to pull a squad together. This year we're not, you know. Doc has brought players back. You know we're 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 happy and comfortable with the squad that we have. That's it, Johnny. You to win on the road, nice one. Yeah, Down in Wexford. Uh, a, a win, yeah. <laughs> with a typical uh, trip to anywhere down there, Wexford, New Ross, any of these teams. When you're heading down there, you're in for a big slugger knock of a fight, and uh, Wexford definitely brought physicality and you know, and you're expecting it. But look at it; it's a builder for us with. Uh, we will train against Wexford this week again in Tullo on Friday night, and then we have obviously Wicklow next week. But we learned a lot from that game last weekend. Um, a couple of young lads blooded in, a couple of new signings blooded in, um, and what a game to get into. Where <laughs> Wexford are Division Two A teams, Division Two B teams, and we can say what you like about the rugby, they are tough. Mm. They are really, really tough, and they will give you everything for as long as they possibly can. And in fairness, the Wexford did some nice plays, and Graham was causing us to be hassle. Same as he did Carlo, and same yeah. as he did Kenny. Yeah, uh, he's a good player, isn't he? Yeah, That's very good. Half, very good. Yeah, 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 very yeah, good. He's player. able to play rugby, lads. Yeah, yeah, he, he got is. a bit of an injury then, um, which not good for him, but very good for us, I think, because I think if he stayed on the field, it might not have went our way because Paul Canavan went off with a concussion. Um, so if you lose that, we, we don't have many more playmakers outside of Paul Canavan. At the moment, at out half, it's one place for the first time I'd say in 25 30 years we're weak. Is an out half, we don't have a, a backup out half for Paul. Um, but look at yeah, lots of positives. Um, lads got to hit out getting ready for a competitive game. Wickham might not bring the same physicality as as Wexford, but they'll, they'll be able to throw the ball around. So, um, it's all going out for that first league game in two weeks' time. Good stuff. Happy enough, yeah. Johnny. Anyway, yeah, like look at sure. We've lads training there, like I was saying last week. Carlo have 40 lads out, but we have 25 to 28, maybe. But they're all generally in around the first team. They're not too many 18s are out yet because they're still playing football and whatever have you. 
and then there's a lot of seconds lads heavily involved in football but hopefully hopefully now the Tullow are actually out this weekend in the football uh, Saturday so if that goes away we could get a few lads back either side of that so um, we get lads from either side of it but we'll, we'll benefit either way but um, yeah look, look it's, in, it's in a good place um, trends going well lads are turning up and enjoying it definitely getting fitter you can see you can see that from the video they're, they're really getting fitter like um they're laughing a lot longer than what they would have done last year um so yeah look no point complaining about it. it is what it is we are where we are so a great yeah absolutely great to get a, a, a hit out like you said you're not out for a week or two james you're ashburn is that this weekend did you say yeah we're ashburn at home on saturday first and second so we're looking forward to it ashburn are going to be coming down with a point to prove um i don't know much about them um I'll say nothing about them this year. <laughs> yeah, you upset them last year now, Johnny. So. Yeah, but just, got them just right for the up. record, just for the record, I wasn't wrong. Just for the record. <laughs> <laughs> but I still no, like you, Bill Duggan. Don't worry, I still like you. We don't know much about Ashburn. Um, you know, what players remain with them from last year, what players don't, to have new coaches brought in. Um, irrespective of whenever you play Ashburn, it's going to be a tough game. The fact we beat them in the Towns Cup final last year will make it tougher. Um, I don't... I'm not privy yet to any team sheets or anything like that, what's going to happen. Um, one or two guys are not available. Um, some guys are available, so we can only play with with the players that, that are at our disposal. But... Um, Need to be cagey around it. Um, looking forward to it. All the usual old cliches I'm going to throw out now, but the point of it is, is it's the beginning of the Leinster League. You need to win. You need to win your home matches at least. Um, we have ambitions of finishing in the top four of the league this year, and uh, we can just see how it goes. The seconds will be looking as well. I think it'll be very, very interesting to see how our seconds go, because in fairness, Ashburn have been. Their bogey team for the last for the last number of years, they've always struggled against Ashburn. Um, this year, there's a solid seconds team in, in, in situ and with ourselves. So it'll be really interesting, be really, really great now for the seconds to get a result. Um, and with the consistency that they have in the team, when I say consistency, I mean consistency of players so far. I'm, I, I'm expecting a good result for the seconds on, on, on Saturday. I think the first at this moment in time is I'd love to think that we're going to win. I do think we'll win, but that's without knowing a whole lot about Ashbourne yet. You know, mm-hmm. um, we'll see what happens. Doc will probably likely be starting. Damo Lahi will likely be starting. Wes Carter will be back. He wasn't available last weekend. Might be a swap up at scrum half from last week. Is out last weekend. We'll see as well. Um, so a few players coming in. Few players that were involved last weekend won't be involved on on Saturday, I'd say. But you know that you have to perform to keep yourself in a team. Competition is the best way to get the best performance out of yourself. There's a lot more competition in the squad this year, so we'll see what happens. Um, our winning is it, uh, folks? That's one thing that's going in our favour. Yeah. You know, we yeah, play the well. first league game being at home is a great benefit. Right? Yeah. Talk. Yeah, yeah. You know, so we don't know much about Ashbourne. Look at I'm expecting I'm expecting to see a lot of familiar faces down there. Um I don't we look at are the walls going to play? We don't know. Is Gavin Kennedy going to be there? Is Gavin Kennedy going to be playing? We don't know. Look, I mean we we can only worry about our own house and worry about our own game plan. We learned a lot of lessons last weekend against Carlo. We had two or three sessions this week to try and fix those lessons and uh, kind of find solutions to the problems that we saw there even though I think most of the solutions to the problem are are in the head rather than on the training pitch, you know, just to get lads right in the right frame of mind. Um, I, women think, are playing, I, I think, James, playing at, home, playing at home in your first league match won't. It'll be a different Kilkenny attitude coming out on the pitch. I, I mean, so. you know, it's a, a totally, totally different scenario. Yeah. You know, it was, it'd be, it's like us going out against G and Carlo the first home. As I said, like, first home game's a massive thing, you know. It's 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 so yeah. important, so important to get off the ground, you know. We're trying to get a big crowd out there as well. So first home game of the season, yeah. bar is going to be open. There's music in the pub after it, or in the, in the clubhouse after it. 
barbecue was going to be up all day. The under under 18s are running a barbecue as a fundraiser for their tour at the end of the season. So look, we're trying to make a bit of a fun day about it. There's a lot of construction activity around the club at the moment. So just to notify people of that, just be careful. Where you're walking. <laughs> but the women were meant to play in Uras last Saturday, Sunday. That was called off with rain. I think they're playing Wanderers on Friday night in a challenge match. Is a Wexford? I think it's Wanderers. I'm not sure. It's Wexford Wanderers or Wanderers. They're regrouping as well, and a mixed bag of results then for the youth teams last weekend. So I think the under 14 girls and boys had wins to, wins against Gorey. I think the under 16s lost against Tullo. Was it Tullo? And the under 18s yeah. lost against Tullo. Tullo. Well, yeah. It's good hit outs for them. It's early in the season, so yeah. we'll, we'll see. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, we're going to talk All Blacks Australia and the Emerging Ireland squad as well. We're going to, but first we're going to talk about Sean O'Brien's application to play junior rugby. Now, Johnny, as you're from Tuller Rugby Club, um, uh, as we can expect, because there's an appeal going on, there's no comment from the club, including yourself. So you're going to sit out this particular uh, discussion, which is grand, but we'll stay stay on the line, as the lad says. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah, we'll have a chat about yeah. it in a second. Um, yeah, so the news, lads, as you've heard, uh, Sean put in an application to play junior rugby. For anyone listening that's not sure, Sean can't just come back from professional rugby, having played for Leinster, Ireland, Lions, London Irish, and go straight back to Tullow. He had to apply, and there are rules and regulations around it, but Sean's application was denied. Um, the current regulations state that he can play senior rugby, but for health yeah. and safety grounds, more or less, he can't go straight down to junior rugby for at least two years post-professional retirement. Um, obviously, it has caused, you know, uh, debates online and further afield and everything as well. Sean naturally would be not happy with the decision himself. Tullo have appealed it, as I said there. Tullo making no comment at the moment because obviously there's a process in place there at the moment. Um, so obviously not going to comment on it there. But what's your own thoughts on it when you when you seen the news pop up there during the week? I think these things are about perspective, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, Sean O'Brien's not going back to play for a club for a wedge of cash. He's going back to his home club. There's Tullow blood going through his veins. He's not going to a club to play and play junior rugby for a club that he has no affinity to. Um, he's going to a club that means something to him, the club that he played all of his youth rugby with. There's other ex-pros playing in the Leinster League at the moment going to clubs that they have no affiliation with. Um, that's that's my problem with it. Um, there seems to be no issue with certain players going to certain clubs to play for that club and potentially, I don't know if they are, get a wedge of cash to go to them and then get a handy few quid for getting a hit out at the weekend and maybe training once during the week. That's not what Sean is about. I've met Sean a handful of times He's not that sort of guy. He's going back not only to contribute to his home club, but to contribute to junior rugby. This carry on is saying that he can go play AIL rugby. That's grand if he's going playing AIL Division 1 rugby. If you go down the leagues, down to Division 2C, in my mind, there's two teams in 2C that always do well that run away with it. The rest of the games in Division 2C, which is AIL rugby, Probably Leinster League Division A and 1B are of an equal, I suppose, a, a, an equal level to that, if you ask me. There's not very much between those yeah. those three divisions. And that's where my issue is. I, I, as I said, it's about perspective. Uh, Tolo aren't in our league, that's fine. But I think it would be... I think it'd be brilliant to see Sean O'Brien talking out in a Tolo jersey this year. Can you imagine the crowds that will go to it? Yeah. Yeah. My Tom, issue is... My issue is simply that the, the precedence has been set with other clubs. We had Mick Galway playing for us years ago. You had George Nwupo in Wicklow a couple of years ago. You had James Downey in Monkstown. You had Danny Poolman in Beckdiff. You had Malcolm O'Kelly up in Malahide, all playing junior rugby. I don't see why Sean can't play for his home club. That's my issue. Yeah, it's... <sighs> But I can understand the safety side of it. Yeah, I can understand yeah. the a, perspective that Sean. The rule seemingly has only been enforced. Seemingly, is to be enforced in the, kind of in the last the last two years that it, that it seems to have come out. There's obviously a reason behind it that hasn't. It's not coming out direct. Um, 
I don't like the hardest thing, I suppose, is like we, we all, like, all joking aside, like we, Sean is, is, is a massive attraction for junior rugby. Um, I know Carl will be up against him if he does play, but it's not that's not it's not the point of Sean playing, Sean playing against Carlo. We do want him to play against Carlo. Yes, if Sean O'Brien is playing in Carlo. There's going to be an extra. There's going to be more money coming into us through the gate. Um, it's not that is Sean going to win the game for them. It's not necessarily Sean is one person on a team. Mm-hmm. You know he can cause he's a phenomenal player and way above the standards that we play. But he is going. There's young. There's players who were excited about playing against him. So I know some will be fearful of him. But the I don't like. There's two. There's two sides to it. There's the side of, of, what good can bring to it, and then there's the side that obviously there's a reason why. And I think a lot of what I have heard is coming back is the say is seeming the safety issue, of that you're going to be up against where a young lad of eighteen might just have come up from the under 18s and could be playing directly in front of, uh, in front of Sean. Is the next thing? Does it open up a can of worms? And the next thing to say that the next one is going to be Ty Farland playing for propping for Neuras at tight head, like if he comes up, you know, why is the rule there? There's a reason behind the rule, and obviously, but they haven't really come out and said exactly what the what the rule. Yeah. What, why does such? I didn't understand in the, that. Google doesn't either. I don't know what happened. That. <laughs> There's something about me lately about interrupting. <laughs> but uh, I think realistically, there's obviously the rule is there. It's trying to figure out why and is it enforced fully? If it's the same across the board, we've all had issues. And James, we were discussing one, I won't bring it up here. But there is a similar situation coming into another club. Could effectively happen in another club. And it doesn't, there seems to be nothing about it. So, is it if everything is there's if there's a sincere clarity and it's coming from the top and it's across the board and it's an end of story it doesn't matter what you who you are what you are if you're if you were a professional rugby player you cannot play junior rugby for uh, two seasons if that is across the board and there is no variances to it or there's no ex- exceptions to it and that rule has been enforced then you can understand that we can all there's a clarity there and if the clar- if the reasoning is straight up and it's honest we have to accept that you have to accept that reason for the rule being there but i think in this issue there is an awful lot of cloudiness around some of the mm-hmm. players that played before um and yeah. it's not james sitting in head like we're not going to transactions it's a case of sean is playing for his home club that's fair enough as i said like does Ty, if tyke furlan went back to new ross he's playing for the club that he's mm. that he was born and reared into uh but would you have a case of the next one somebody suddenly going oh somebody's retiring yeah well here you go we want to we want to have you in our club and they're not they're not from that club mm. You know, is is it going to open the can of worms? Is it open yeah. if the whole thing is going to open the can of worms? Like, it's not getting the press of it is kind of yeah. But the, the, look at you can see the decision somewhere. Yeah, some like, of it's some of it is Sean hitting as in tackling or or running into a young and inexperienced chaps, player yeah. who's just stepped up to has just stepped up to senior rugby like, as in junior senior rugby. Uh, you know, so it, uh, look, it's hard to say. Yeah, it's a, it's a huge, like, you're talking about the money thing. If if Tyke Furlong retired and Carlo had a wad of cash and they said, right, we're going to throw the k- kitchen sink of cash at Tyke to play a prop for Carlo, it doesn't necessarily mean it's going to, tra- when he retires, it doesn't necessarily mean it's going to transfer into Towns Cups, wins and all that sort of stuff. And it's a big risk for a junior club to throw a few bob behind an ex-professional as well and hang all your hopes and, and dreams on it as well. You know what I mean? Like being realistic about it, you know, pros coming off, sorry, professionals retiring, are they going to be, is it hugely attractive for them to go to a junior club? You know, Sean's is a very real case in the sense that it's his home club and like you said and all that sort of thing. But 
Yeah. I don't know. I, I'd lo- I'd be looking at the other side of it, going like, the, look at the message it sends to younger players um, playing junior rugby. This, the, the 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 journey that Sean has followed right back into Tolo and that as well. That he's able to link it from the start back around again, and just well, the advertisement. New Zealand. Has, yeah. You know yeah, what happens yeah. a whole lot in New Zealand. Like a player gets yeah. injured, he can go the whole way back. Now I don't know the structure, in New Zealand, but he can go the whole way back to his home club. Yeah, and yeah. play for that club to get some fitness back, and then he can go on to his 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 provincial team, be it South Canterbury, and then he can go from there back to the Crusaders and back to the All Blacks. Yeah, this is the best rugby nation in the world. It happens there. Why can't it happen here? Yeah, Isaac Boss, Easton, Asiba, Michael Bent, all those fellas that have went yeah. back to uh, to their countries are straight back to their clubs because they said I haven't played with my club since I was a teenager you know because yeah. they went pro obviously and they're delighted with it you know, I don't want to implicate myself or Kenny Rubik Club in any of the comments I've said there but that's strictly my own opinion on it that I just think that there's a bigger picture here for the benefit of the league for player development for everything I think and I totally get the safety part in it as well. Absolutely, one hundred percent. I see, see the safety. This, this isn't IRF. This is not a Leinster. I mean, everybody's blaming. No, Leinster yeah. for, everybody's blaming Leinster for this. Um, yeah. This is not a Leinster. This is an IRFU ruling. Yeah, but it's enforced through Leinster. Yeah, but and it, look, it, we the have rule, to... the rules. We the rules we all abide to. Like we get the the rulings every year at the start of the season. Like say from the youth committee, we would have. We would, from the Youth Committee, we would have uh, a list that we would come. We have the list coming to us, and then we pass it on down to the clubs. The same with the senior, with the senior committees or the the Leinster Junior Committees. They will pass on the information that's coming through every year, but they are developed from the IRFU. So that is an IRFU ruling. That is not just a Leinster ruling. So we can't, like, you can't. This is why I'm saying the issue I have with it. Is the clarity of the ruling if somebody needs to come out and not from Leinster, not from Connacht, Munster, or Ulster, there needs to be an IRFU. Somebody from the IRFU has to stand up and say, This is the rules, and this is the reason why A, B, C, D, E, F, G, and then there is no exception to the rule, yeah. it is standardized. Yeah. And then you can kind of go, Okay, well, then that's the rule, but at yeah. the moment. Everybody's looking at Twitter, and we're looking at Leinster, and Leinster are getting the backlash of it. Yeah. But it, it can't be; it has to. It goes through Leinster, but Leinster are abiding by the rulings that they have a guideline, and those guidelines are IRFU guidelines. It's the yeah. same as the disciplinary committee. Mark, if, something, if something happens and you're brought to a disciplinary committee, you go up to Le- the Leinster branch, and there's people around the table. Those people are only following the rules that they're given by the IRFU. They, they don't suddenly make it up and go, oh, Jesus, Johnny, you hit a slap. That's it. We, oh, this week you're going to get a, a week's ban or next week you're going to, oh, no, you're all right. Those, all, all those things are clarified. It's law. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, look, I understand there's people in the IRFU as well and they're, they're people, they risk assess things, they look at everything. It might be that the players that I quoted and the clubs that I quoted, it might be that they did make their application. And I, I, I firmly believe that they did. And on a case-by-case basis, I kind of looked at them and went, okay, that's fine for Danny to go play for Bechtel, for James Downey to go to 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 Monkstown or George Narupu and Wicklow. And f- fine and dandy. But as you said, Tom, let's see the transparency on it. Is there is there a case-by-case risk assessment? Like, has somebody did somebody get injured by a professional player in the last two years or three years, whatever it is that is really enforcing this rule? And badly like, at that, yeah. you know, did it happen? Is there is there a reason behind it, or is it preventative? Is it an insurance issue? Like, if it's from, like, we're all being screwed by insurance companies, and yeah, like it's so hard. Like, the IRFU insurance is so tight for players; it really is. Like, to be honest, you, you want to die or lose a limb before you get into back. Yeah. You know, we have to have our own players have to have their own insurance. If they don't have their own insurance, it's it's, it's crazy in this day and age. But like mm-hmm. insurance companies and insure people being insured, they it's just gone so strict. You know, you take it from a bouncy castle to whatever, everything is just gone bananas at the moment. So is the, if it's coming from an insurance point of view and safety point of view, I still believe it's back to the structure. It has to be law and yeah. somebody has to stand up and make a statement from the IRFU that it, this is the reason why 
you know, clear it up. You know, you can't, hide, you can't yeah. hide from it. Don't leave it clear. in Leinster's. It's not fair to me. It's not fair to just leave it on Leinster's. No, on Leinster's plate. You know, and that everybody is now looking. We've all seen the tweets coming through. So it's fifth. Sometimes it, it, it's sixty forty towards lads start off saying it's great, and then and then they come back on the safety issue, or, or you know, and I would have like my would I like my young fella coming off the eighteens to be standing in front of Sean. But oh. that's that's a it's a contact sport anyway. Like, yeah, injuries are always around the corner. Like there is somebody else. Is, like, like yes, Sean is is. Uh, I mean, he's still in some nick. He's, he's it's a, serious. He's one. a phenomenal athlete. But yeah. there is like there is players out there who are 20, 22 stone. There's Kiwis coming over playing for teams. What's yeah. to say I can't go out and say, right, let's go to uh, New Zealand and uh, like, yeah, send me over some. Have you got a big lad over there? Next month we have a 22, 22 stone uh, back row, number eight or second row running at an 18 year old. So yeah. Sean's strength and conditioning, while still very good, wouldn't be at the level it was when he was at the height of pro either, you know, he, you know, he's had a summer, he's a summer, he's just like that's, <laughs> well, that's supposed to go there, lads. If, you're listen, if you're listening, Sean, well, it's not, geez, I've seen, I've seen him and he's started telling you, I've seen him on a Monday night. I saw him two weeks ago, in his, in his and I tell you one thing. Oh, he's in savage shape, he's but then, but he keeps, shape. yeah, he minds himself, absolutely, but you know, he's not in that high performance sort of, uh, training regime, you know, like the, the professional thing, as such, well, if you know what I mean. So, so I like some of that, there will be a fall off there as well. I did, did say this, and I'm not kind of thinking of saying I'm a right lad. I did say this a number of times over the because I was aware of this rule. I did say it a number of times last year, and I even said it to his sister Alex over the summer. I don't think that'll get through because of this rule that's in place, you know. Because if you go the whole way back, I remember was it three seasons ago. A particular player who came back from playing professionally in Australia went to play for a junior club in Dublin, and there was a big hoo ha around that. And I remember that particular player played against us in one or in two games, and we were asked by some clubs to support an appeal and whether we would or we wouldn't. But however, I I, I remember saying it at that stage because it brought it to my mind. I don't think that'd be passed. But look at it's been made. Best of luck with the application with the appeal, Johnny. I. Yeah. I think it was evident on Twitter last night looking at it that most of the Southeast clubs that I was looking at are support Tolo yeah, in, yeah. in 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 hope to get Sean O'Brien playing for the next year. Sure. We'll see how the how the appeal goes um and uh, keep an eye on all that stuff as well. We'll move on quickly, lads. We're running out of time. Yeah. Uh we'll talk about the emerging Ireland squad. We'll get Johnny back into the conversation as well. Oh look, he's hidden under the Banner, I may take keep, it down. Keep me out with this one as well. You're going to hide your face there, look. Are you okay uh, now, Johnny? You're, you you look like you're ready to burst there listening to himself and Tom and Stephen uh, talking no, BS I, there for... Uh, <laughs> as I was once taught, uh, no comment is the best comment. Absolutely. Uh, it's a nice picture you have there, Johnny, over your right shoulder. I recognise the two oh. buckles in that. Oh, Jesus, yeah, look. Wait <laughs> to see this, lads, look. Copped Wait, it there. Show you up close. Stephen made my sitting room. <laughs> 2017 uh, Towns Cup final against Skerries up in the tie we're doing commentary did, did, um, did you ever think you'd see me moving as fast when I cleared, cleared the, the trailer and across the fence it was five foot up that was that was some jump um, lads yeah so the Emerging Ireland tour we spoke about it briefly a couple of weeks ago is it a good idea is it a bad idea it's still getting mixed reactions um, and they've even touched on the point uh, David Nussifora has said that he was conscious of not raiding the provinces of players either and um, so to try to strike a balance with name and this team as well, but a lot of names on it that you would have expected, I suppose. And you would have talked about a couple of weeks ago. Um, you know, the likes of Kieran Frawley, Robert Balakoon, those type of lads. But what do you reckon overall, um, of the team named lads? Whoever wants to start her, uh, can I just point out that, uh, I think looking at that squad, I think to be honest, which is made a bit of a farce of, in my opinion. There's players left in provinces who actually could do with getting international caps and could actually impact the main Irish team when and if needed. Like, how Thomas Daly is not involved in that is beyond me. Yeah, I was um, wondering about that one as well. Like, seriously, like the centres there that are picked, Shane Daly, uh, Anton Frisk, Stuart Moore. Surely Thomas Daly deserves a call there. 
Well, I honestly, I don't know. I don't. I actually kind of got, had to look twice when I saw Shane Daly there. I yeah, I don't think he's a centre. Anton Frisch, I understand because uh, Anton Anton Frisch, I understand because he's a, a project player and such that I mean he's he's eligible. Yeah, for, yeah. He's eligible for Ireland, and I'd say they want to see what he's like. He's the new uh, French guy coming into Munster setup. Um, short more, I don't know a lot about him as as. Yeah, Tom. I would have loved to see Tom get a go. Of course, yeah, like because he, he was on that training squad. Like he was training with Ireland about last year for the summer tour. Um, yeah, no, the, don't get me wrong. There's, there's there's some really good positives in it. There, Nathan Doak, there, Scott <laughs> Penny, uh, Max Deegan. Like they're positive. Uh, Tom Ahern. Thomas Ahern's a very good rugby player. Alex Kendall. Um, yeah, Joe Joe McCarthy. Soraka. Yeah, like Tom Clarkson, another really good rugby player. Like it's good to see them lads, but I just I just don't understand it because. What what are they trying to gain from it? Like, are they trying to gain to just give lads caps, or are they trying to build a reserve squad for the World Cup? Because to be honest with you, no disrespect to anyone on it, but if that was your reserve squad for the World Cup, you wouldn't get that. I think twenty twenty seven is in mind here, lads. Right, that's what my thing. I said it in a few weeks, and a couple of days, and the last one as well. I think twenty twenty seven is absolutely in mind here, and they right. want to start getting players into that environment. And I see it particularly at the out half position there that. There's three yeah. out halves there, and I think there's a succession. Yeah. They're, they're they're starting to think succession in there with Crowley, Flannery, and particularly Frawley. Is is it a double edge sort of thing as well, J- uh, James? They're looking at like you said down the line, but also looking within what the next year or two, even like you said with Johnny bowing out next year. Like yeah. Kieran Frawley, if he steps up in this and he steps up in the province, you know. We know will he be number three for Ireland for the seniors? I'd like to see Kieran Frawley as number two for Ireland. Yeah, one stated no. As much as I like Joey Carberry, he's a phenomenal player. I still believe Joey Carberry's playing in the wrong position. He's still should yeah. back. Yeah, still should have remained a fullback. Never, not at out half. He's a okay out half. He hasn't stood up. And as as listened to actually. Um, a pod, the the red podcast the other day with the um, red kings Munster, and they actually they made an honest point. They said, they said if Joey Carberry doesn't stand up at Munster at ten this season, his place won't be guaranteed. Yeah, this season. In the World Cup. No, no, they, no I'm talking about yeah. as as a Munster as player. Monster. Yeah, yeah, well, if he's yeah. if he doesn't perform at ten, they have to look and say. Whether he's Barrel's number two or not, it's going to be the best out half. We'll have to start start the games. I mean, there's a yeah. whole new redevelopment there. They're like they have to catch up. To, they have to catch up on Leinster, and, you know. And the only way they're going to do that is just they're going to have to be ballsy about it and make pick the right squad. Mm-hmm. So I honestly, I want, I would love to see Kieran Frawley. I think he's, a, I think he's a, he's a phenomenal player, absolute phenomenal player. Yeah. Yeah, so this is a quick project, Tom, then as well. It's like because they're true Kieran out for the All Blacks Maori uh, games, they brought them on that tour and out of this as well. So it's sort of like a speed project, you know, to try and get a number two, number three there. Oh, yeah. I'm feeding back there. I can hear myself. Oh, I agree with you. Yeah. Totally. Um, Jack Crowley definitely on the long finger uh, as an out half, definitely. And it's yeah. good that he's being thrown into that situation now. I think it's great yeah. to see Jake Flannery in there. Like, I mean, he's yeah. made a big move to leave Munster. Go up the road to Ulster. Uh, I think I think it's good to see him in there, particularly to see how Jake Flannery works with Nathan Doak as well, um, mm-hmm. because that could be a long term nine and ten partnership that you might see somewhere for Ulster in a few in, in a couple of years' time if he stays up there. Yeah, um, look at those back rows, lads. As just well. Well, I was just about to say the back rows. That look we at had the back rows: James Max Deegan, John they're a phenomenal. That's a phenomenal. Set. We we yeah. as a country we're never short. We're it just seem to be blessed. But they're the serious. Moment, but yeah. but our, I think our key positions are going to be uh, front row props, hookers, and second rows more so than yeah. any other. Back Look row, at the two second rows. There's more rebuilt. Actually. Look at the two first second rows. Thomas Ahern and Brian Deeney. They played Irish twenties together. Mm-hmm. Uh, wow, well, twenty twenty. I was over in Nottingham. They played England and they won the won the triple crown actually that night. Mm-hmm. Um, Brian Dean is a extra chap, incredible rugby player. Yeah. Thomas Ahern is is an absolute beast of rugby player. Yeah, Joe McCarthy's like, coming through. I saw Joe McCarthy yeah. two weeks ago training when they were down. 
Joe yeah. McCarthy is an is absolute tank. He has a yeah. pair of legs on him. Looking at him, you'd think he's a loose head prop. And then when he gets mm. so close, you see the height of him. You go, this lad's a bear of a fella. Like. Mm. Uh-huh. Brian Deeney was only playing last week for Leinster A's against Colin. Yeah. Get on very well. Actually, it is, so. It's just we, we haven't, we have to make sure we tie down the key positions. Front row is a huge thing. Like, yeah. It's it's good to see Josh Richley and Roman Salander, Salander, whatever you call it. My pronunciation is not great today. Right, yeah. Like he spent his first year and a bit in Munster injured, so he's only coming back now. Sorry, he's at two seasons basically injured. Every time he came on, he went off. So hopefully, (laughs) fingers crossed, because he's like he has the size. He seems to have good hands. He obviously. like he's he was obviously in Leinster for a reason. I just I think he was he was a project player to send to Munster to to develop, not just because there was uh, so many props at that time. So like he he obviously has has form, but it's it'll good to see him coming along. We the country's tight enough on props. I think the fact that Keenan Knox isn't in this squad now because he is IEQ'd, I think the fact that he's not in it is suggested to me that he is going to be the starting tight head for Munster this year and they can't go without him for the early parts yeah. of the season. Yeah, yeah. well, we yeah. need it. We don't have a whole lot of front row no. and they didn't buy And they, they, uh, yeah, we were actually yeah. a bit disappointed because one of the props they had uh, aimed at, I think, uh, signed, signed back up for the Crusaders. So. Yeah. You know, yeah. we just, I think it's a huge, it's, like, it's an exciting it. squad. It'd yeah. be great to see it. See how the project goes. Yeah, yeah. I think it's good. Let him off to hell and enjoy absolutely. it. Um, absolutely. Lads, we're way over time, as the lad says. We'll talk about the All Blacks some other time. They beat Australia anyway, 39-37 in the Bledisloe Cup. Australia were leading uh, by three points with a couple of minutes to go and then a whole heap of things happened. <laughs> the All Blacks and, uh, happened. The All no, Blacks the weirdest happened. penalty I've ever seen. Yeah, yeah. Is that where the chap got a yellow card for coming in the side of a rock or something, was it, or...? No, I got the last penalty of the game was seemingly uh, I missed the end of it. Um, he got the yellow card. Long time, he got a time wasting. What? Yeah. I was going back to bed. Like, yeah, it took too long away. to take his kick and time wasting, and then he, he, the ref turned it around and sure the All Blacks. Well, that, to be fair, though, it is a law. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and I've never seen many referees uh, uh, enforce that law. So it's great to How see. How do you feel about the laws, Johnny? <laughs> I, I I like the laws of the game. No comments. No comments. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Treading a fine line there, Johnny. To be careful. Yeah. Lads, we'll wrap yeah. it up and we'll chat to you next week. It's been great chatting to you. It's good luck uh, in the weekend's match, uh, James against Ashburn. And uh, the rest of you are out in action, of course, in the next couple of weeks as well. Enjoy yeah. your weekend, fellas, and we'll chat to you then. That's Tom Crotty, Johnny Tobin, James Blanchfield, and myself, Stephen Burke. Take it easy. Take care. See you, lads. <laughs> 